and welcome to another episode of Spirit Body. I'm your host, Kaylee Knapp. I hope your Monday is going so well or whatever day you happen to be listening to this. I am so pumped for this episode. I think I say that every episode, but it is true every episode. Today we have guest Caitlin Deer. She is an astrology lover. She's super passionate, very knowledgeable. I used to think astrology was evil and dangerous and like a slippery slope to hell. I obviously do not think that now, otherwise I wouldn't have an episode about it. But I really went into this knowing pretty much nothing about astrology because I always tried to stay away from it. And now that I don't believe that everything outside my prescribed religion is automatically evil... I'm really enjoying learning about new spiritual topics and spiritual practices with an open mind. Now, astrology is not a spiritual practice or a belief system, which is something that Caitlin will describe more, but it can certainly be used spiritually or for spiritual purposes. I did put timestamps in the show notes if you want to check it out because Caitlin, since I was coming into this totally new, Caitlin started with very basics of what astrology is. But if you are already familiar with that, you might want to jump ahead to her story or how she became so passionate about astrology. She does share a really cool answered prayer that she sort of used astrology for. And that's going to be about 28 minutes, 50 seconds, 28, 29 minutes. So if you're familiar with astrology, just look at the timestamps below and you can kind of skip the beginning part. Okay, here we go. So I am here with Caitlin Deer. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I'm like thrilled that you're here. And um, I'll tell you why in a moment. I mean, other than the obvious that you're wonderful (laughs) and you know a lot about astrology, Kaylin is a Michigan-based artist. I'll say that because I have trouble saying watercolorist and astrology lover. She writes a monthly horoscope for the new feminists, which can be found at DetroitsFutureIsFemale.com. And you can find her on Instagram at Clexo. That's C-L-E-X-O. So what I wanted to say, I don't think I've told you this. From starting this podcast, I was thinking to myself for probably a week or two before you met, It would be really nice if I knew somebody who was really passionate about astrology because I, yeah, because I, I didn't really know anyone. I know some people who kind of dabble in it, but nobody who's really passionate. And for our listeners, we live in the same area and there was a little like Valentine's Day market going on. And I meant to go and then forgot about it. And randomly that day was like, oh, it's still open for a couple more hours. Let me go check it out. Since Caitlin is an artist, she was there. I had followed Caitlin on Instagram for a while. And when I met you, I asked you how to pronounce your handle. And you said it's Klexo. And then you said... It's kind of funny. My friends all call me Cleo because I'm so into astrology. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> that just seemed like such a synchronicity to me. That was really awesome. But I will let you uh, continue to introduce yourself. Yeah. So, like you said, I am a Michigan based watercolor artist. To kind of go into why my friends call me Cleo, I'll, I'll get into that a little more later. But I am no means a professional certified astrologer yet. Um, I am doing donation-based readings to hopefully save up to get certified and take the courses necessary to become certified because 
I am very, very passionate about astrology. And honestly, I've been into it from such a young age. But yeah, I would definitely describe myself as an astrology enthusiast for sure. But yeah, I'm from right here in Hillsdale, Michigan. I've traveled around a lot and ultimately came back to Hillsdale to become home. Amazing. I feel just blessed that you're here in Hillsdale and I got to meet you as maybe cheesy as that sounds. Yeah, it is kind of crazy how that was that synchronicity type of thing where it just all aligned for us. Yes. So very basically, what is astrology? So astrology is the study of the zodiac planets and how they correlate with our everyday life as humans. And really every single part of astrology has some sort of definition, energy, influence, and some sort of meaning. With astrology, it has been studied since really the dawn of time, before there was electricity, the internet, even any sort of civilization, really. People have always looked to the stars because there was, I mean, at the start of time, there was no light pollution. When you get into looking at the pyramids, like they were literally designed to calculate the movements of the planets and stars. And so people have been looking to the stars and the planets and the zodiac for, I think, ever, because it is something that had been consistent. There was nothing else to distract people away from it. So really, astrology is the study of the zodiac, the planets, the stars, but astrology itself is how how it brings meaning to our everyday life, really. I actually had to Google Zodiac <laughs> when I when I was uh, preparing for this because I wasn't even sure. I was like, "What? what is that? And basically, correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, it's a section of the sky, like this, the sky that we can sort of see and the stars. So if, if, if you're thinking about Earth, right, it is a circle, it's a sphere. And the Zodiac is actually... Okay, going back to Earth, it's a sphere. We have an equator that goes around the center of Earth. And the zodiac actually is called the ecliptic and it sits on an angle. And so the constellations are actually stationary. But our galaxy, I guess, is we're all moving, right, around the Mm -hmm. sun. And so that's what makes the zodiac change constellations so the sun moves into pisces as it did last week because we are moving the ecliptic basically is staying stationary it's 12 different signs right it starts with aries and goes through taurus gemini cancer leo virgo libra i mean and so on so those are our constellations and our planets, again, are, we're all moving around the sun in the same direction. We hear the word retrograde quite frequently. I feel like everyone knows what Mercury retrograde is, but most planets do go retrograde and it looks like a backwards motion, but it is like none of the planets are actually moving backwards. So the way I like to explain it is that 
when you're going down the highway and you pass a car, you're both heading the same direction, but the other car is moving slower. And when you pass it, it looks like it's moving backwards, right? So that's kind of what a retrograde is. But really, every planet is moving in the same direction around the sun. And the moon is obviously rotating around our planet Earth as we rotate. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> yes. But, um, so. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I feel like that was a very basic question of me to say, like, what is the Zodiac? But it was one of those things that I thought, like, I always assume that I know and I never really have taken time to be like, wait, do I actually understand that? <laughs> so thank you for that. No problem. And I want to get back to how you got into astrology because you said it was at a very young age. So I'd like to hear more about that. So. My mom had a group of friends and actually most of them were Scorpios, just like myself. I'm Scorpio. When I was like nine or 10, maybe, I don't know, maybe even younger, my mom would always say, you're such a Scorpio. You're such a Scorpio. Like I was just kind of like an old soul. I was very bossy. I would always tell her like, you know, that's not good for you or you shouldn't do that or come on, let's do this. You know, very bossy Scorpio. But her group of friends would also kind of like add on to that. And they were always talking about their signs. So that's kind of what started it. And then the Scorpio that I am, which is I'm very like detective. Like I love to like, once I get my hooks into something, I just become obsessed and I cannot stop. So I was like, well, what does that mean? I'm a Scorpio. So I read every book on her shelf, which was like literally two. Um, And I read (laughs) everything there was about being a Scorpio. And then like, obviously, you know, like you get older and like you're reading the backs of magazines, like reading, like how many hearts are colored in for that month or whatever. And like reading your crushes horoscope. And I don't know what were the stupid magazines back then, but like, I was always into that. And I never kind of like lost that just interest in it. And then when I went to college is when it really just like, there was just no going back. I would forever be known as Cleo. Still people call me Cleo today. And (laughs) I mean, I love it. But anyways, when I went to college, anytime someone would have a birthday party, that was free information for me. I was like, oh, so they're a Libra. Okay. (laughs) And then I started like asking people their, their birthdays and their signs or whatever. and. I remember their birthdays and signs. And so like people just started to call me, oh, you're like Cleo, you're Cleo. And then I just became Cleo. (laughs) I think when I was 19 is when I did my, my birth chart. Someone told me, oh, you're like really into astrology. Have you ever done your birth chart? And I was like, what? (laughs) Basically the birth chart is like, what really was the turning point in my astrology obsession? It got into a whole nother, I don't know, phase of obsession. (laughs) I just could not quit. It's like, all I did was people's birth charts. Like it didn't even matter what their birthday was after that. I was like, I want to know everything about your birth so we can look at your chart. (laughs) (laughs) Why it was the turning point is because I am my mom's only child. I have a lot of step siblings and I have a half sister. But, you know, like when you grow up with a sibling, you kind of know that person. Like no one knows you better than your closest sibling mm-hmm. or so I'm told. When I read my birth chart, it was, first of all, 16 pages long. I was like, oh, my gosh, 
it told me things about myself and my upbringing and my family and like things that I had never told anyone before. And so I was like, this is such a moving piece of information for me that something recognizes me for how I feel. And I've never had to vocalize or verbalize any of this. I've never been able to feel more understood or seen until I got my chart done. Oh, wow. And so that's really where the turning point was. And that leads me into what a birth chart is, because I'm sure everyone's like, well, how do I get mine done? Right. So really quick, the birth chart is the snapshot of the sky, the moment you took your first breath of life, which is just powerful in itself. But since it's a snapshot of the sky, right, when we're thinking about the constellations in the zodiac, we were talking about all 12 signs, our chart is 360 degrees. It's a wheel. There's 12 signs. And then the planets happen to fall in whatever constellation. So whatever constellation the sun was in when you were born is what sign you are. But you also have a moon sign, a Mercury, Venus, Mars, and so on. Each planet was in a sign. All of those things mean different things. It's been explained to me, and I really like this way of it being put, that the houses, which each have their own meaning, Each house is topics of life. So the first house is yourself and identity. Second house is going to be your money, your values. Third house is going to be your community, communication, your siblings, fourth house, home, and so on. So each house rules a different topic of life. And then each house is ruled by a sign. It's so hard to explain it without actually like showing someone a picture of it. Like people listening are probably like, what? (laughs) But follow me on Instagram. I will help you figure this out. But anyway, so, okay. So each house rules a topic of life. Each house is ruled by a particular sign of the Zodiac, depending on what time you were born. Right. So if you don't mind me using you as an example, I do not mind. You have a cancer rising. So cancer starts your first house and then it will go in order by sign through the houses. So then your second house is ruled by Leo and your third house is ruled by Virgo. So at this point, each planet is in their own house and sign. So if you think about it this way, the house is the stage and the planet is the actor and the sign that it's in is kind of like the script right because the planet is going to be that energy if it's mercury it's going to be all about communication and finances and transportation and how we get things done mars is all about our passion, our energy, our anger inside. And so depending on where those planets are, meaning in what house and what sign is how that planet is going to play out throughout your life. And your birth chart, again, stays with you from the time you're born until the time you are no longer Earth side. So with that being said, some things don't really make sense until other parts of your life. 
there are things in my chart where I'm like, hmm, I don't really relate to this. I don't really understand why my Jupiter is in Leo in the ninth house. I haven't really related to that. But actually, now that I'm 30, I'm, I'm recognizing more what that means to me. When you look at your chart, it looks like a lot of symbols and lines and colors and all these different things. But there are really useful resources that actually describe what they mean. And a good place to start is cafeastrology.com. What you need to do your birth chart is your day of birth, obviously, um, the time of your birth and the location. And the time is really, really important. I always ask people, um, actually, I, I don't really even like to do people's birth charts if they don't have the exact time that came from their birth certificate. And if they don't have the birth certificate, I tell them to at least ask their mom and one other person because like moms are doing a lot of work and a lot of other things at the time of your birth. They're not like looking at the time. Some moms remember exact time, but some are like AM PM difference. And it's really a difference because your rising sign can change every two and a half hours. So it has to be exact or otherwise your chart's not exact. And then that gets really confusing. Yeah. So I, I think I covered the fact that like our charts are just big giant pictures of the sky. The moment we're born, it's really confusing. There's a lot of information and it's hard to explain without seeing a picture. So I do encourage you all to at least Google free birth chart and you will at least get to some sort of website that helps you do this chart. I really like cafe astrology because they actually do a good job of describing what everything means. They'll tell you what the sun represents and then they'll tell you where your sun is. So for you, the sun was in Capricorn and then they'll describe what being a sun in Capricorn means. And because your sun is in the seventh house, they'll also describe what that means. The best way to start is to not just do your birth chart and look at the picture. Starting somewhere like Cafe Astrology is a great place because it will give you a list of like what it all means. I also really like the app Time Passages. A lot of people have CoStar, which is a really, really aesthetically pleasing app. Like it's really, really cool. And they have push notifications that like give you a little like I wouldn't even call it insight. It's just like pop culture astrology. But I was listening to a podcast where the, the creator of CoStar, she basically says she trolls the people who are subscribed to it. So they may take a favorable aspect and make it look like an unfavorable aspect. And for someone who's just learning astrology, I think that can become a little dangerous because now you're freaking people out unnecessarily, which is yeah. what astrology should not be. Astrology should not be like freaking people out because of this certain thing, because our reality is our reality and no one interpreting a chart can tell us what our reality is. We don't know who raised them. You don't know what their life struggle has been like and to just see something in a chart and be like, well, this is why you're that way. That's just not how it works. Anyways, that's my spiel on um, <laughs> like where you should go. People could also reach out to you, right? Because you did mention that. 
Yes. And I'm not a certified professional astrologer, but I have probably read 500 or more charts. Like I do everyone <laughs> I need. I will never, ever forget your sign. I think about your sign. Like it's your name. Like sometimes I remember people's, I'm like, Oh, the Taurus, I will remember their <laughs> sign, but like not their name. So once I know, I never forget, but yes, you can reach out to me. I do donation-based readings and you can even pay me after I've read your chart and given you my own perspective because I feel like, especially someone who's never done it before, they should be able to have a chance to see if it resonates before they like spend 20 bucks or $40 or whatever it is, you know, again, it's donation based. And I do that because I feel that the person should be able to determine what it's truly worth. And to me, it's not offensive or anything because it's a chance for me to grow and learn new things. Every time I read a chart, I'm seeing new things and new challenges for myself to try to understand. So um, I'm happy to do that. And yeah, reach out to me. I, I would love to do your chart. Yeah. And I can say that you helped me with mine because so basically I just gave you my information and then you were able to, to look it up for me. And it was helpful to have somebody who knows what they're talking about explain it because if I had just seen the photo of it, I would have been like, what? what? <laughs> like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> so that that was very helpful and actually super fun. Like, I, I feel like it's almost along the lines of if you take like a personality test or something and then you just like, well, really what you said when you talked about how you got into astrology, that feeling of feeling validated or understood. Yes. This isn't really a question, but just almost a comment that I wanted to make, which was for you, that must've been almost like a, a whole nother level because it wasn't really just being understood by a person. It was almost like the universe understands you. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, it wasn't someone saying someone who already sort of know knew me. Right. Because mm-hmm. like even when someone messaged me on Instagram, for all they know, I could have looked at their Instagram and like saw they just bought a house recently or whatever. Yeah. When you do your chart on any of these other places, astro.com is a good one. That's what I use, but it's not going to give you like detailed information, but like cafe astrology, time passages, it will literally tell you things that you're like, okay. I mean, you decide for yourself if it tells you those things, but yeah, it told me things I had never told anyone before. And it felt like the universe was speaking to me in a way that I, I felt seen and understood for the first time that in a way that no one else has seen me before in the way that I want to be like seen, you know what I mean? Because there's things that I don't want to tell people, but my birth chart was like, this is why. And I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, like I was totally (laughs) amazed. And then after that, I just, I became over the top obsessed with it. That's awesome. To me, that just seems really powerful to be understood like that. You know, you mentioned something about how it being kind of like a personality test. I've actually noticed a lot more than ever in the times that we're living in, people are really looking for answers and understanding and like, why are we going through this? Which I could dive right into and astrologically, but I will actually save that for another time. Okay. (laughs) What, What I really wanted to say about that is that, you know, as humans, we are always really just trying to figure out why we're here and what our purpose is and 
we look to God and we take personality tests and, you know, like the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram and even birth charts. Really, the thing is that those things, they don't define us. And like our birth charts aren't here to tell us like who we are. It's more of a tool, just like the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs. Those things are there to show us what our strengths and what our weaknesses are. But I don't think that they're necessarily a thing that we should be able to blame. Like, oh, well, my Mercury's in Scorpio. So sorry, I lash out sometimes, you know, like it's not, it's not an excuse to be rude or, you know, this is just who I am. Like our purpose here is to grow and really to use this added, added knowledge to build our foundation and to strengthen who we are as a person, like you should be able to be handed these weaknesses. And instead of being like, Oh, I'm an A Enneagram. So sorry. I'm a little bossy. Like, no. Okay. I'm strong in this area. And this is maybe some areas that I should work on. Now you're able to recognize it if you couldn't before. Mm -hmm. I think that's what is so great about personality tests and tools like astrology. So yeah. Did you want to touch at all on Well, you did really, that astrology is basically not a belief system, but a tool. Yeah. And a lot of people like, if I'm like, oh, what's your sign or what's your birthday? And they're like, oh, astrology. I don't believe in that. But it's like, I really don't care if you believe in it or not. Like, because you don't have to, for me to trust something that I, I do believe in it, but I don't believe in it as like a religion or Mm -hmm. an actual belief system. It's not like, you know, yeah, Mercury was just retrograde for a month and it's stationed direct on the 20th. So we're like free and clear of that. Although we are still in the shadow phase. So hold off on doing any major decisions until like next week, unless you absolutely have to. Um, but anyways, you know, it's not like a belief system. Like, yes, I do use it as a tool. Like, okay, Mercury was retrograde. So can I wait to sign a contract to buy a home, for example. Okay. Which I actually had to do one time. Like, okay, we are living in our second home that we've purchased, but the first home that we purchased and I am married to a Gemini who's ruled by Mercury. So it's like really important me, important for me to like watch what Mercury is doing because it will affect me. I'm married to a Gemini. <laughs> we were purchasing a house and I was like, oh no, like our closing day is during Mercury retrograde. And I was like, whatever, like there's nothing I can change about it now. Like we were desperate to get out of the house that we're renting. The universe always has our back. Like I really do believe that whether it's good or bad things that we like have to go through, always it has our backs. You might not realize it until later, but Mercury was retrograde during the time of our closing. But because of that, there were so many delays that kept coming up, which is very Mercury retrograde themed, that we didn't end up actually closing under Mercury retrograde. It was pushed out so many days that we ended up closing a week after Mercury retrograde. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. (laughs) But needless to say, even though it was still a week out and it wasn't Mercury retrograde, it wasn't permanent. And that's what Mercury retrograde is. So if you have to sign a contract under Mercury retrograde, or you have to 
move or get a phone or like drop a bunch of money on technology, which are all themes of that. It's just that later on you find out information that you didn't know when you had to do those things under Mercury retrograde. Because I ended up moving and buying a new house a year later, not even a year later. So things are just found to change. And it's not necessarily the end of the world. Mercury literally goes retrograde three times a year. So I feel like by now we should just all be used to it. Like I saw a bunch (laughs) of things last month, like how to survive Mercury retrograde. And again, this is people instilling fear into other people surrounding astrology. And it's like, there's nothing to be afraid of. This happens all year long, like three times. Anyways, I know I get off on a tangent. I get really excited about it, but (laughs) it's just one of those things. Yes, it's not a belief system, but you can use it to your advantage. I don't know if you want me to just like dive into one of my answered prayers because I use astrology as a tool a couple years ago. It was 2019. And I had been at my job at the time for about three years and it's actually why I started painting. I was like in this creative rut. I had no place, no outlet for my creativity. I had been telling my husband, I'm like, you know, I really just want a new job. And I'm that kind of person. Like, I just always want a new job. But like at this point, I needed something more creative, something that was going to help me grow as someone who is creative. But like, I could not just sit at that desk and do a sales job forever. Like there's just, it's just not who I am. If, if you know me and you're listening, you know, like, Oh, Caitlin, yeah, she's, she's on the run during that time. I was feeling a little stagnant. I started painting and finally was able to release some of that creative energy earlier in the year. I don't know. It was probably, well, it had to have been. March, whenever the new moon in Pisces was. And I do a lot of like ritual work around the new and full moon. I was writing in my journal that I I wanted a job that was more creative, one that was going to challenge me creatively, and one that was going to be closer to home to be making a little more money. And when you're doing this like manifesting work and ritual work around the moon. When you're asking the universe for God for anything at all, you have got to be so specific. And I swear it's why they say, be careful what you wish for, because literally your words mean everything. Anyways, I said, challenge me creatively creatively. Oh my gosh. Creatively. <laughs> and literally six months after I had been walking around with this little mantra in my mind that I'm going to have a new job, I'm going to be making more money. Like I was just saying this to myself, I'm going to be aligned with my higher self. I was just making up all these mantras to help me align with getting a new job. Six months later at the Virgo full moon, which is the opposite full moon of it's the full moon Okay. So the new moon that I was like starting this at was in Pisces Mm -hmm. and the full moon that I received all this was in Virgo and Pisces and Virgo are opposites on the Zodiac wheel. So interestingly enough, I had gotten to the Virgo full moon and I got a job offer to be a designer 
15 minutes away from my house. I was going to be making better money or it was about the same money actually, but I didn't have to drive 40 minutes anymore. You know, like things were going to be saving me in the long run. That same Saturday of the full moon, I had an art gallery and I sold more than half of the paintings that I had in it. Literally all these things that I had been saying all year long and that I have written down were coming to fruition. And I remember because that night when we got home from the art show and all the things like I accepted the job offer the day before we were having a bonfire under the full moon, me and my husband. And I was like, so nervous about like all these changes, but it's what I had wanted for so long. I was asking for this. I looked at him. I said, you know what? It doesn't matter how nervous I am. Like I can do anything. If, if I want it, I'm going to make it happen. And like just everything started to align. That's also when I decided I wanted to take my art to the next level. And so I now had a job that was creative and would help me build my own creative business. And so I can kind of use both jobs to, well, like my art business and then my actual day job and use them both to basically make me better as a creative entrepreneur and a designer in my day job. So what's interesting about it was that Virgo rules my mid heaven, which is in your 10th house of you in the public eye the work that you do and how people view you. And so this full moon was literally happening right on top of the work that I'm to do in life. And this was literally the, the pivot point of me going from a desk job doing sales to doing creative work, you know, in design and launching my art business. So I just thought that was really interesting because it all really came together after a half a year's work asking for it. And even to this day, I keep a journal writing down like everything I want. Every morning I take a walk with my dogs and I say out loud everything I'm grateful for. I say out loud everything I want to call in. And sometimes I just take a quiet walk because it's how I meditate. I, I don't like sit and meditate. You know, I'm just, I'm not to that point yet, but I use that morning walk of like every step I'm like asking for what I want. And I don't think that it's a bad thing to ask for what you want because it is a form of prayer. It is a form of meditation and a way to manifest really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would agree with that. And that's so crazy and cool to me. Just the timing of when you set those intentions and then six months later, everything astrologically that's happening and then what's happening in your life. That's, that's so interesting. Yeah, it is not. I wanted to go. Oh, actually, is there, is there anything else you'd like to add before I kind of jump to a slightly different topic? That's pretty much it on my answer. I mean, I could probably dig out some more memories of my answer prayer, but that one like really sticks out. And like, I have a, it was a real example yeah. of actual placements that I remember specifically because it was such a pivotal moment in my life, really. Did you want to say anything else about skeptics or did you already like, I feel like you already kind of covered that. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's not a belief system. Honestly, I don't really care if people don't believe in it because whether you like it or not, the planets are still moving. They're still out there. They're the oldest things ever. 
planets are billions and billions and billions of years old. Like they're, they've always been, and they always will be. They're the only thing that it will be constant, whether we're here or not. And really at the end of the day, if you're like, Hmm, astrology, I don't know. I would just encourage you to do your birth chart and decide for yourself, see what resonates. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not here to be something for you to totally believe in. There are some days where things don't make sense to me and I'm like, Hmm, that doesn't. But then later on, something comes (laughs) up and I'm like, Oh, that's what it was trying to show me. It takes a lot of profound findings and, and miracles, just like anything else that you cannot see but believe in. One of my favorite astrologers, Aliza Kelly, she says there are no coincidences. And I firmly agree because in astrology, there's many times where something comes up and you're like, there's just no way. And it somehow finds that way to align with something that happened in your life that totally resonates with who you are, how you want to feel and be seen. So yeah, I would just encourage everyone to do their birth chart to see for themselves if they believe it or not. Yeah. Two things that I wanted to say. One, as far as there being no coincidences. So astrology is not something that my husband is super into, but he is sometimes like, is I feel like he no, probably knew more about it than I did maybe before this interview. Now I feel like I know more, but <laughs> he, so he's kind of interested in um, almost like as a hobby, just kind of trading stocks. And one day he was showing me this chart of a certain, the stock of a certain company. And I can't remember like what exactly was happening with the chart, but like something crazy happened, either way shot up or super dipped every so often. And he said, look, each time this happens, it's the same amount of time, which I was like, what? No way. Because people always say like the market is crazy. You can't predict it, whatever. Yeah. And he said, do you want to know what's happening every time this happens? And I'm like, I don't know. People are like going crazy or like deciding to, to buy this or not buy this or whatever. And I forgot what planet it was. I, I almost want to say like Neptune or something. He was like the exact amount of weeks and days is the exact cycle of Neptune or whatever planet it was. Like really? for some reason, this particular company, every time, I don't even know how to, t- how to phrase it. Every time uh, Neptune went all the way around the sun or the, or however that works, this stock just like went crazy. That was a moment for me where I thought, oh, wow, maybe the planets do affect us <laughs> because I yeah. really just, I don't think I would describe myself as a skeptic before that. It just wasn't something that I really thought that much about. Right. And that little example, even though it had basically nothing to do with my life, I was still like, whoa, no way. Yeah, and, and really there's a lot going on that is all things stock market and astrology right now. And he might be interested in looking up what's going on right now with Uranus and Taurus because Taurus rules the stock market. And Uranus is all about spontaneous events. So like the thing that just happened with GameStop and all Mm -hmm. of that, there are, I'll send you some videos of some astrologers that are talking about what was going on in the sky during all of that, because This year, actually, Uranus is going to be in Taurus for some time. Um, I think a couple of years here. But either way, we're going to see a lot of things happening with the stock market. 
how we exchange money. Agriculture is going to be huge because the last time that Uranus was in Taurus was during the Dust Bowl, the Great Depression. So, and as we see last year, when it changed into Taurus, we saw all of the ball cans and jars were all gone. You know, people started gardening because they're like, how are we going to get food? They're shutting down specific aisles of the store. Mm -hmm. People are going to start figuring out how to be more self-sustained now than ever. We're living in crazy times. In fact, our earth has never seen such aspects of the planets. In December, there was a an aspect called the great conjunction. Everyone was talking about it. Saturn and Jupiter aligned in Aquarius. It's a 200 year cycle. And for the last 200 years, Saturn and Jupiter were meeting in earth signs. So everything was very earth bound, right? We were using um, natural resources, fossil fuels. We were building infrastructure. And now since it is meeting in air for the next 200 years, it will never meet in earth again. There might be once where it retrogrades and it will meet back in earth, but I think we're in the age of air now. Like they will not go back to another element. And so now we are going to be more forward thinking of technology, space travel. How can we use air for energy? Everything is going to be about communication and other air based themes. So we're going to see a lot of innovation moving forward, which seems like on cue because, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're in 2021 and we're in the future now, like we're seeing a lot more space travel already. Like they just took a a rover to Mars again, like, but now we have better quality cameras and like we can have live updates. So yeah, I'm really interested to see like where we're headed. Yeah. I'll send you some videos for your husband to check out if he's into the (laughs) stock market. There's some very interesting things going on. Yeah. He would like that. There was another thing that I wanted to say when it comes to astrology being a tool and not necessarily a belief system. And it was my, with my birth chart, when you were telling me, I forgot what it's called when I have all those planets in like one house. A stellium. A stellium. Yes. And I think you said that was in my sixth house, which is like my physical body. Yeah. So I made the mistake, just so our listeners know, of when you told me that I immediately was like, oh, no, like, am I destined to have poor health forever? Like this is because I have had in the past have had some health struggles. And I really appreciated that you were like, nope, (laughs) that's not what that means. Just so you know, this is not predicting that you are destined for really anything, but for destined for bad things, this is more like a tool. It's kind of like a reflection of what's going on. Yeah. And so when that happens, when we have a stellium, which again is three or more planets in one house or one constellation, when that happens, it's a concentrated energy in that one area. So a lot of things might happen in that one area of your life, which the sixth house not only rules the physical body, but it's all about organization and service. It's all about helping others and Considering that you have Mercury, the Sun, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and Mars all in the sixth house, that's a lot of planets. That's one, two, three, four, five, six planets in the sixth house. 
it's rare. It's, it's one thing to like have like two planets in the same sign or same house, because really Mercury, Venus, and Mars travel very close to the sun. And a lot of times they can be in the same sign or one sign ahead or one sign behind. So that's not uncommon, but to have that many personal planets, which are the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and that many outer planets, which you have Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto, that is very unusual. That's very uncommon. I've seen it a couple times, but it's not something that happens a lot. And I should say, though, that anyone that was really born in 90 is going to have that outer planet stellium in Capricorn mm. because those planets that are further away, they move slower. Um, it takes them longer to get around the sun. So most people born in 90 do have Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto in Capricorn. So just really depends. But for you to have that many, that is, that is actually a lot of planets in there. <laughs> I have it pulled up. I'm like looking at your chart as we speak. <laughs> uh, I want to look at mine again because... You gave me a lot of information and I feel like it almost like it had to settle for a little bit. Like I had to kind of digest it. Yeah. It's a and lot. now I'm like, Ooh, like now I want to go back to it and see more. Yeah. I felt like when you were kind of telling me about my birth chart, pretty much everything you said, I think seemed more or less to apply to my life. I was like, okay, yeah. Like that's pretty much true <laughs> to basically everything you said. Yeah, it's funny because I look at my chart every day. That's how obsessed I am. I, I have a planner, a written planner that has my chart in it. Every day I can see the planets, transits, and my personal transit. This is a honeycomb collective planner for anyone listening who wants it. You'd probably have to learn more about astrology to understand what it means, but it's very useful. But even looking at my own chart every day, there are new revelations that I find like not every day. Am I like, Oh my gosh, this thing. But like, <laughs> There are times where I'm like, how did I never notice this before? You know? And again, our birth chart, it even lives on after we've passed away all of I'm really getting in there. And like, you can edit this out if you have to, <laughs> Like all the monuments that were being pulled down during the protests and things last year, some astrologers that I listen to and follow and all this stuff, they were doing the charts of the people's statues that it was, right? And there was one, I don't know exact, but it, that, per, that person's statue, that person's birth chart was actually having a transit with Mars that was very like disruptive and warlike. And literally that was at the same day they were pulling the statue down. I was like, wow. And they were saying that like your chart lives on. So like in our charts, people that we love, our family members, our jobs, our childhood trauma, our health issues, our dreams, our careers, our friends all show up in our charts. And it may not be obvious. You might not look at it and be like, oh, there's my husband. You know, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's more of looking at certain planets that correlate with the energy and how those people and those things show up in your life. 
there's a lot of information in your chart to really use again as a tool to better understand yourself, to help yourself grow, to help yourself and others learn more about how you can do better and be more understanding and just have some self-awareness, which I think is really important with where we are in our world today is to just have a little self-awareness and a little kindness to yourself and others. No one is having an easy time right now. And if you are at all interested in what this all means, I definitely encourage you to look up your birth chart. Feel free to reach out to me if something doesn't make sense. I am so more than happy to look at it with you and try to help you figure it out. To me, astrology is one giant mystery for me to solve. (laughs) You can find me at Clexo, C-L-E-X-O. And I would be very, very happy to help you figure it all out. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I had so much fun recording that with Caitlin. Thank you again, Caitlin. That was awesome. I will put her information, her Instagram handle, as well as the uh, link to the uh, blog post she does for the new feminist. That's Detroit's Futures Female.com forward slash blog. Something I think is really interesting is that she actually wrote a March overview, like astrologically for that blog. And it actually was pretty accurate as far as how my life went. So you might want to check that out. It's pretty interesting. I mean, at this point, it marches over, but she continually writes for them. So she'll probably have one up for April. If you are still with me and you've made it all the way to this point in the episode, please reach out to me on Instagram. It's at Spirit Body Podcast. Let me know what you thought of the episode as well as what other topics you might like me to cover. And as always, I'm looking for stories of answered prayer or law of attraction manifestation. If you think you have something that might be appropriate or fit, DM me. I would love to talk about it. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. Okay. Love you. Bye.